0: Welcome to another episode of Value Nigeria with Ajibola. On this podcast, we aim to build wealth that transcends our generation using investing principles, which have been advocated by legendary investors such as Warren Buffett, Bill Ackman, Lee Lu, Phil Town, and so on. If you don't know any of the names I've just reeled out, well, do not despair. As you develop and gain much more knowledge in value investing, those names will almost become like second nature to you. Last week, we talked about diversification versus concentration and which strategy was right for you. Thanks to everyone who sent in some feedback during the week. Kindly keep them coming. I value them quite a lot. This week, we'll be talking about investing checklists. If you are wondering what that is, don't worry, you are in the right place listen and hopefully learn something new. Now have you ever left the house and 10 minutes later wondered if you actually locked the door? You kind of forced yourself to go back home only to realize that you actually locked the door indeed. This can be very frustrating and annoying but I'm certain it would have happened to even the best of us multiple times. What happened was that leaving the house and locking the doors has become routine for you. So your brain does this task automatically without you necessarily having to worry about it consciously. Some tasks are however too important for us to leave on automatic as they can have disastrous outcomes if they are not done well. We need to consciously force ourselves to check that we have taken all the right steps and undertaken all the necessary checks before commencing that task to avoid bad outcomes. This is where checklists come in. A checklist is a tool that highlights all the important steps that are necessary to safely carry out a defined task. It is not a detailed guide on how to carry out the task in itself, but it's just a reminder of the important steps that are necessary for the job to be done. To explain it a little further, a checklist is a type of a job aid that is used to reduce failure by compensating for potential limits of human memory and attention. It helps to ensure consistency and completeness in carrying out a task. Kindly note that it is simply a job aid and it's not a shortcut. It does not replace you actually needing to do the job or putting in the required effort. You have to do the hard work in full, but the checklist helps by preventing human error along the way. How the checklists originate? In 1935, Boeing, that's the airplane maker, designed a brand new big airplane, which they were confident would strengthen the Air Force. They scheduled the test flight to demonstrate and showcase their new airplane. Unfortunately, the plane crashed shortly after liftoff. An investigation was conducted and it was discovered that the highly trained and experienced pilots forgot to release a new locking mechanism on one of the controls. This little missed step led to the crash with obvious catastrophic consequences. After this incident, the Army developed checklists for pilots to go through at critical points during a flight, such as before takeoff and just before landing. The use of checklists in aviation is now the standard. In medicine, checklists are used before any complex machine or tool is operated. Worldwide, checklists are now routinely used even in the theatre to ensure that the right surgery is performed on the right side of the body and on the right patient by the right surgical team and under the right circumstances. The use of checklists has greatly reduced errors such as operating on the wrong patient or on the wrong side of the body. In the complex world of investing, where emotions such as greed and fear can cloud one's decision, the importance of checklists in keeping the investor rational cannot be overemphasized. Checklists keep you focused on the important things and help avoid error due to oversights and assumptions. We're all different with widely varied investment strategies, Some are growth investors, value investors, dividend investors, traders, speculators, and so on and so forth. Whoever or whatever strategy you employ, I believe that there are things you look out for before you buy or before you sell. Having an investment checklist ensures that you do not miss out on any important step along the way. Now, what are the characteristics of a good checklist? Now, good checklists are precise they are efficient, they are easy to use even under difficult conditions. Good checklists do not try to spell out everything that you need to do. Rather, they only provide reminders of the most critical and most important steps. A bad checklist, on the other hand, is vague, is imprecise, it's too long, it's hard to use, it's impractical, and it literally tries to spell out every step along the way. Now, what are the advantages of having an investment checklist? The first is that it improves your organization and it aids your decision-making. A good checklist can also prevent human error, such as you forgetting to do something. You might want to check on the return on equity of a company. Using a checklist just before you buy reminds you that you haven't done that and you need to go back to check that. A good checklist also promotes rationality and it reduces the role of emotions in investment process. Unfortunately, emotions cannot be totally removed from investing. However, using a checklist helps you bring down the impact of your emotions even on your buying and sell decisions. We find out that when we adhere to a good checklist, it actually builds confidence in your own investment thesis. You are able to make better decisions. You are able to stand by your decisions even when the trade goes against you temporarily now the disadvantages of using a checklist include that it might be time consuming and quite a laborious process to set it up in the first place it takes a while for you to sit down for you to go through your own thoughts for you to distill those thoughts on a piece of paper and for you to have the discipline even to stick to those principles The second disadvantage is that it's easy to overlook any step that is not on the checklist. Rather than doing the entire work that is necessary to analyze an investing decision, you can just run through the checklist and use that as a shortcut. Unfortunately, this can lead to disastrous outcomes. Now, how can you as a person develop your own investment checklist? What we hold important and the things we consider before making investing decisions are very personal to each of us. Therefore, an investment checklist is not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. You need to determine what type of investor you are and what goals you want to achieve. You also need to find out what attracts or what repels you from a certain company. Once you have determined all this and more, you need to sit down, write them down and break it into steps, which from that moment will serve as your guide towards researching, towards thinking, towards making buy decisions. Another good way to start with checklists is to copy the checklist of another investor that you follow and simply adapt it to suit your own needs. It could be a difficult task generating a checklist from scratch, so if you have a template to build on, that might make your job a lot easier. You can copy and adapt it to suit your needs, just as I said earlier. We went through Charlie Munger's checklist, which consists of four line items at the inception of this podcast. Number one, are you capable of understanding the business? Number two, does the business have an intrinsic, durable, competitive advantage in play? Number three. Do we have management at the helm of affairs that are skillful and have integrity? And number four, is the business available at a healthy margin of safety? I also like to just highlight another investor's checklist who I follow. This is Bill Ackman, and his checklist has eight line items on them. The first is, the business should be simple and predictable. Number two, it should have a dominant market position. Number three, there should be limited exposure to extrinsic risk that you cannot control. Number four, the business must be free cash flow generative. Number five, large barriers to entry must exist in the industry of the business. Number six, excellent management and good governance must be in place. Number seven, there should be a high return on capital available. And lastly, number eight, the company must have a strong balance sheet that does not need outside capital. If you have this checklist at the back of your mind, it will be easy for you to run through your investing decisions and decide which companies you need to buy. You just need to judge them or to score them using your checklists. I encourage you to sit down, find out what's important to you, decide what kind of investor you are, and draw up a checklist that suits your needs. Using a checklist does not preclude you from doing all the hard work of trying to understand the company, of sitting down with the company's numbers to analyze it and understand their competitive advantage. The checklist just ensures that you make the right decisions and you don't make mistakes and your decisions are not clouded by the emotions of fear or greed. And that's all we have for you this week on Value Nigeria with Ajibola. Thank you very much for listening. Have a lovely week ahead. See you same time. Bye.